0: Welcome to this week 13 edition of Bruce Monin's Computer Points. I'm Bruce Monin, your host, broadcasting from our studio in the heart of Minster, Ohio, home of the 8-5 and and now, unfortunately, finished for the season, Minster Wildcats.
1: They had a good run.
0: Yes, they did. Checking in from the greater Cincinnati area, home of the 25th-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats, according to the newest... College Football Playoff Committee, whatever thingamabob. 25th? Yes. The polls had us higher. The committee said, nah, they're only 25th.
1: That's probably fair.
0: Probably fair. I agree. They'll have to actually win a win a game solidly first. Maybe this week.
1: We don't like doing that. <laughs> we like but, tension the whole way through.
0: But as you heard, back this week is our co-host, executive producer, and chief researcher, Rebecca Monin.
1: Happy to be back in the great state of Ohio. I left 80-degree Durham, North Carolina for 30-degree snowy Cincinnati.
0: And your secret project went well?
1: My secret, it's a secret, I mean, I guess, it, yeah, yes, I probably shouldn't talk about that. Yes, it all went great.
0: That sounds good.
1: It's, like it's, sounds it's not a secret. a secret, I'm like, it's, it's probably, shouldn't be sharing that.
0: <laughs> well, then we'll go with that. <laughs> So no guests this week, Rebecca, it's just you and I.
1: The Dream Team, the old one-two.
0: Speaking of which, after I thought of that, I got that song stuck in my head, the the famous duet by Crystal Gale and Eddie Rabbit from 1982. On YouTube, the video has 7.4 million views. And you've never heard of it, have you? What
1: what song are you referencing?
0: Just You and I.
1: No, I don't think I know that one. I was going with, believe it or not, I'm walking on air because you said that. And then I went with just the two of us. We can't make it if we try. I did not go with, what was it? Just Just you you and I. I.
0: Just Uh, the two of us. Another classic.
1: Just you and I.
0: Although I like the first one, believe it or not, from The Greatest American Hero, which was a semi-bad television show from the day. But I enjoyed it.
1: I don't know if I've ever heard this one. Hmm. Uh, Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale.
0: I just like the name nope. of Eddie Rabbit. A, Crystal Gale's pretty good name. too. That's a stage I, It has a, to
1: be. It has to be.
0: <laughs> there are two T's at the end, so it's not spelled like a bunny rabbit.
1: Yeah, but they do that on purpose.
0: <laughs> but back to form here. Rebecca is back home in Cincinnati, home of those eight and two Cincinnati Bearcats who took out East Carolina 27-25 last week.
1: I heard it was a windy game, and I heard that nobody enjoyed watching it.
0: That's probably about right. (laughs) The decision, I think, needs to be made. Whoever gives Cincinnati's halftime talks needs to be fired, as they put a total of three points on the board in the second half. Yeah, And to be honest, only really had two good offensive plays the whole game. But in the long run, East Carolina... Had no chance fighting against that Cincinnati 32 game home winning streak, plus a night game at Nippert. Nobody beat Cincinnati during a Nippert at night game.
1: At least not in the last 32 games.
0: Yes. <laughs> Our Bearcats go back on the road this week, playing Saturday at four o'clock in Philadelphia against three and seven Temple. Vegas says they're favored by 18 points.
1: <laughs> I'll give them four.
0: Many Internet Cincinnati fans say, boy, that sounds like easy money to bet against the Bearcats. They don't beat anybody by 18 points. <laughs> <laughs> I warn them, if the money seems that easy, it's probably not. You might wanna not invest the house in that bet.
1: You think the football players are gonna see that easy bet and say, nah, this week we'll win by 25.
0: This week, this week we're gonna put it all together. Who knows?
1: That seems unlikely.
0: I think the standard, whenever you refer to this year's University of Cincinnati football team is, who knows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. right. Well, How that... about our, our local football in the high school realm?
0: Yes. As you are back, as we get to our scores of the week, your sister last week insisted we use the Huffman Family Singers. <laughs> do you ins- have, Do you have a preference on which music we use this week?
1: I guess we can let the Huffman family give it another go.
0: All righty. For their second consecutive week, we are featuring the Huffman family singers with our.
1: Scores
0: of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> and your sister also has an influence on the rest of this here. Oh boy. She made Prime me. Prime numbers? Feel, she made me feel as if I. Maybe did not do the total research required for these games last week. She had questions I could not answer.
1: Where are these questions every other week? We would be happy to answer them. Only they were tweeted at us.
0: (laughs) And what is that place that you would tweet these questions to?
1: You can tweet them at Bruce Monin on Twitter. Or email them even. If it's a bit of a longer one, maybe more than 240 characters. You can email them to... BD Monin at nktelco.net. And or, even, go ahead. as everyone at my work likes to call it, BD Monin.
0: BD Monin.
1: They can't get it out of their head. <laughs> I've tried.
0: And if you ever want to see my website, which of course has a link to the email address and has all the football computer points on it and lots of Minster football stats, I just actually took out the domain name. Bruce Monin Computerpoints.com will get you there.
1: It's an exciting day in the our corner of the internet.
0: The IT guy at church convinced me into going to GoDaddy and getting an yeah. actual actual internet address for the websites. And then basically did all the work for me. So I just had to put in the credit card number. That's why it got done. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, our first score of the week. We're gonna go with all teams that we cover here for our scores of the week, Rebecca.
1: As it should be. The
0: first one is from Region 14. Van Wert defeated Millersburg West Holmes 40-35. to If you remember last week's podcast? I don't. Myself, our guest, both the computers and the Harbin Points unanimously went with West Holmes. So a big win for Van Wert.
1: Good for them.
0: Watching these scores come in on Twitter, of course. Van Wert jumped out to a 21 to nothing lead. Looked like they were just blowing them away in this game. Eventually, West Holmes worked their way back, took a 35 to 34 lead. But Van Wert put together the winning touchdown score with about three to four minutes left. The defense stopped West Holmes on their last drive, and Van Wert gets out with the win to move on. Nice win for our state champs from just a few years ago. Mm
1: hmm. Very well done, upsetting all of the computers and the people.
0: Now we'll go to a little more controversial game here. In Region 22, Columbus Grove, 14 over North Robinson, Colonel Crawford, who had seven. Okay. Colonel Crawford had a block, a punt to set up their first touchdown. So not a lot of offense from Colonel Crawford in this game. Columbus Grove scored their touchdown in the third quarter after a really strange play. They threw a backwards pass that was incorrectly ruled to be a forward incomplete pass by the officials, and since he thought it was an incomplete pass, he inadvertently blew the whistle. Oh. Now, since the whistle should not have been blown and the play should have still been going on because that's a fumble when they throw it backwards, the rule says the whole down gets played over. So Columbus Grove could have lost 10 yards on the fumble. They could have lost the down on the incomplete pass. Instead, they got a do-over. They then went on to get the first down and then get a touchdown on that drive. And that was what let them tie the game. Then in overtime, Columbus Grove scored. North Robinson, Colonel Crawford did not. And Columbus Grove snuck out with a 14-7 win.
1: Yeah, that is pretty controversial.
0: Yeah, especially by the Colonel Crawford people. Mm Mm-hmm couple of them are yelling pretty good on the internet this week.
1: Oh, I bet.
0: And finally, a game I found quite interesting as the scores rolled in. In Region 28, New Bremen was playing Ansonia and beat them 26-22. to Knowing their recent histories, many people thought New Bremen might just roll over Ansonia here. Instead, New Bremen had an early uh, 14-8 lead at halftime. They actually had two long touchdowns called back on holding penalties. Mm. Again, the internet went nuts. New Bremen fans were claiming that a former Ansonia coach was one of the officials. <laughs> Not true, by the way. No. Ansonia fans were claiming that New Bremen was holding on every play and should have been called a lot more often than just those two. Uh, For what I've seen of high school football, that one's probably closer to reality. <laughs> In the second half, there was an exchange of touchdowns, which included Ansonia having a 19 play drive which lasted 11 minutes and 27 seconds so almost a entire quarter long just pounding the ball on new bremen a few yards at a time
1: yeah that's tough
0: yeah so that left new bremen ahead 20 to 16 and sonia received the ball with 833 left but then they scored too fast There was a penalty on new bremen on the kickoff i believe which gave ansonia good field position and then Ansonia ripped off a 34-yard touchdown run, which put them ahead 22-20, but left New Bremen almost six minutes. New Bremen took the ball. They had to convert two fourth downs on the drive, but eventually worked their way in if under a minute left, scored a touchdown for the win. Quite the dramatic game between New Bremen and Ansonia.
1: Seems like we get a lot of high-tension games when the uh, playoffs continue to the to approach the finals.
0: Yeah, we were not at first, it seemed like, but the last two weeks, they've suddenly started showing up. Now that we've reviewed a few scores from last week, we will preview each playoff game remaining. In our coverage area, that will be eight games featuring 11 teams. But first, let's see how we did last week, Rebecca. Let's do it. Of our 12 games last week, the Harbin computer points correctly predicted just seven of the 12 games, went seven and five. Our guest, Minster Superintendent Josh Meyer, who filled in for you admirably, Rebecca. Oh, good. He also went seven and five. The computers took a little bit of a downward thing this last week. Uh, If you folks out there remember, Drew Pastewa's computer went undefeated the week before. This week, both his fantastic 50 site and CalPreps both went nine and three. Still pretty good, but not as incredibly fantastic as they were the week before. And for a nice change, I went nine and three myself. I'm actually as good as the computers for a change this week.
1: Hey, that's something.
0: Feeling pretty cocky now, I tell (laughs) you.
1: Nothing's going to stop you. Did Alex not make any guesses?
0: We did not make your sister make any guesses. We thought that would have just been flipping a coin.
1: I mean, yeah, but that's what mine are.
0: (laughs) Oh, you underestimate yourself, Rebecca. You picked up more high school football knowledge than you care to admit.
1: (laughs) That's true. That is true. But there are many times we go into these, and I just pick the one that's the underdog for the heck of it.
0: And that usually does not pay off either.
1: No, but it's fun.
0: Okay, starting with our first game this week in Division Three, Region Twelve, we have the top seed Hamilton Baden, thirteen and zero, facing the third seed, twelve and one, Tip City Tippecanoe. Hamilton Baden, twenty-four percent more computer points than Tippecanoe. The computers love Hamilton-Baden. Fantastic 50 says Baden by 12 points. Cal Preps likes Baden by 11 points. These two teams, no connection whatsoever. No common <laughs> opponents this year. Nothing that would make it easy to to compare the two.
1: I mean, in, in this situation, I'm not feeling very contrarian yet, so I'll go with Baden.
0: Yes, Baden looked pretty good last week. They took out Wapakoneta last week. Oh, did they? Yes. So I think Tippecanoe is about the same, in my opinion, as Wapakoneta. I'd have thought that game might be kind of a toss-up. I'm going Hamilton-Baden myself, like the small private school from a big city. Although in Division three, I guess they're not that small, are they?
1: Not. I mean, it'd be hard to find any Division six VI or seven in a big city. So I'd say comparatively, yeah.
0: And we're moving on to Division four now, Region fourteen. The top seed, Cleveland-Glenville. Undefeated at 12 and 0 is playing the six seed Van Wert, who we mentioned before pulled off that upset against West Holmes last week. Mm-hmm. Van Wert is 12 and 1. Cleveland Glenville has 24% com- more computer points. I was mm-hmm. kind of surprised. Fantastic 50 favors Glenville by six, and Cal Preps favors Glenville by 10. I thought the computers might like Glenville by even more than that. Again, no connections here, no common opponents. Van Wert and Cleveland are a long way away from each other. Now, I just want to talk about this a little bit. This Glenville is an interesting school here. How so? They were a Division II school just six years ago.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Now, their coach is a gentleman named Ted Ginn. And you probably don't recognize that name, Rebecca.
1: No, I mean, I had some college classmates with that last name, but I doubt they're related.
0: But people over here will remember his son, Ted Ginn Jr., was a wide receiver for Ohio State and then went on to play in the NFL for many years. Okay. His dad started as the janitor at Glenville High School, worked his way up, became the football and track coach, and is also very passionate about trying to help the people there do a little better in their education than they've been doing. So he actually formed something called the Gin Academy, an all boys public high school. He got donations to help run the school. has room had room when they started for a hundred people. I don't know how many people are in it now. He actually put a dress code in where you had to wear suits and ties, and the goal is to get people who maybe. Were held down by the other people in the school a better shot at education or people that didn't take their education seriously enough some of the boys you know how boys are when it comes to high school education sometimes Mm -hmm. so seems to me a good thing on all but the effect that has here is that school has no sports so therefore by rule if you go to a school that has no sports or doesn't have say a football team you may play for the public school in the district where you live so most of the kids uh-huh. at this school come from the Glenville School District. So officially, the Glenville School District now has about a hundred less boys than it used to have. So now instead of Division Two, they are Division Four.
1: But they kind of still have the same number of
0: football players. They're still pulling football players from the same pool of people, correct? Huh. Well, so it kind of messes things up sports-wise. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, that's weird. <clears throat> Plus a suit and tie.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that stuck or not, but when he started the school, that was that was the dress code. No hoodies.
1: I mean, I get the no hoodies thing. No sweatpants, like, huh? <laughs> nobody wears suit and tie regular anymore except like high-powered lawyers.
0: And sometimes ushers at church. I mean. Not me when I do that job.
1: That's not every day. That's <laughs> once a week.
0: Yes, it is. Anyway. Anyway.
1: I was going to say Van Wert. But well, that's a weird stat. Yeah. That makes Glenville, me think maybe not.
0: Glenville is an interesting case. A lot of people like to say, well, they really ought to be playing, you know, Akron Hoban, who's considered maybe the best team in the state in division two right now instead of playing Van Wert. I'm I'm not so sure. Sometimes a city school has far less percentage of its kids go out for extracurriculars in general than, than do a place out in the country more like a Van Wert. We mm-hmm. so say that a Van Wert maybe has the advantage normally, but anyway, it makes us an interesting game to pick Van Wert still has that very excellent quarterback. They were supposedly not be, would not be able to handle a team with a great line like West Holmes last week. And they put up a lot of points against them. So
1: yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Van Wert. I'm going to stay with them. I think they got the taste for upsets.
0: And you know, I'm going with you. I think they know how to win at Van Wert. I think they're going to do it. So I'm going against the computers, which is usually a bad idea for me, but
1: yeah, might have used the one. <laughs> but I don't need to be right. I just need to be entertaining. So
0: there you go. So you're with the Cougars all the way, huh?
1: All the way. Well, maybe not all the way. We'll see about next week, but <laughs> definitely this week.
0: Okay. Another game here this week in Division Five, Region 18. The top seed, Liberty Center, still undefeated, beat Coldwater last week, beat them by a bunch. Are playing the two seed, Bloomdale Elmwood, who is 12 and one. And last week they beat your favorite team, Rebecca, Pemberville Eastwood.
1: Dang it.
0: The Pemberley connection is gone. Oh, well. Liberty Center has 21% more computer points. The computers absolutely. Love a team that can dominate Coldwater. Fantastic 50 picks Liberty Center by 15 points. Cal Preps picks Liberty Center by 16 points.
1: I also love a team that can dominate Coldwater.
0: Oh, same here. So we're both taking Liberty Center, but there are some some connections here. Okay. Uh, Both teams played Tenora this year. Liberty Center won by 31 in Week 1. Elmwood won by 19 in Week 12. They both also played Otsego. Liberty Center won by nine in week three. Elmwood won by fourteen in week five. And finally, they both played Delta, with Liberty Center winning by thirty-seven points in week ten, and Elmwood winning by twenty-five points in week (laughs) eleven. So, to be honest, the three common opponents they seem to be fairly evenly matched. Actually, Mm -hmm. I'm still going Liberty Center all the way. Oh yeah for the region for the region 20 championship in the southwest corner of division 5 we have the top seed valley view 12 and 1 kind of a return to glory it used to be every year valley view was one of the last teams left standing in their region they've been a little bit down the last couple of years back to the top now and they are hosting the two seed undefeated milton union now hmm. this is one of those tosser up games valley view has 2% more computer points the Fantastic 50 computer likes Milton Union to win by three points.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Cal Preps likes Milton Union to win by two points. But if you like ancient history here, in week two, these two teams played each other. Milton Union won 24-14. to 14. That's Valley View's only loss.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick Milton Union. But that As is that is tight.
0: And just to tell a little story here. They say how it's hard to beat a team twice. Last week, I attended the Minster Fort Laramie game, of course, which was a rematch from an early season game. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, when I looked at the stats in depth and at the article from the week one, I was amazed at how much last week's game was almost a carbon copy of their game from week one of the season. Okay. Stats were about the same. Turnovers were about the same. Number of big plays were about the same. Everything was. It was, you could tell it was almost exactly the same type game as what it had been early in the year. So I'm betting on the same thing here. Milton Union to repeat their week two win over Valley View.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: We have our two games in Division Six next, starting with the Region 22's championship. Columbia Station, Columbia. (laughs) Okay. So it's Columbia High School in the town of Columbia Station.
1: Makes sense.
0: They are the three seed. They are undefeated at 13-0, and 0, and they are playing Columbus Grove, the, fi- the fifth seed, who are 11-2. and two.
1: Boy, okay.
0: Columbus Grove was the one we mentioned who kind of needed a little referee's help to get to overtime to win last week. Maybe they didn't really need it, but that's what the people from Colonel Crawford will say, right? Sure. Columbia has 17% more computer points. Fantastic 50 says Columbus Grove should win by a dozen.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Cal Preps only likes Columbus Grove to win by five.
1: Oh, only five. They both
0: like Columbus Grove. They just disagree on by how much. Um, We have two common opponents here. One of them is a previous favorite school of ours. They both played Sullivan Black River. The Pirates of Black River. Columbus Grove won by 25 points in week Eleven. Columbia won by 23 points in week four, so about the same. They also both played West Salem-Northwestern. There's another two- to three-direction team there. Columbus Grove won by 12 points in week 12. So uh-huh. just,
1: Recently, like, just yes.
0: Three, two weeks ago. Columbia won by just one point, but way back in week three. So I don't know about you, Columbia, Columbia's got the better record and all but i'm feeling columbus grovish myself
1: i am as well yeah
0: all right going with the locals here
1: i do appreciate the matchups of the uh columbus Colum- columbus it's a different thing
0: <laughs> and the winner of that game gets to face the winner of the region 24 championship game gee undefeated. i wonder who that'll be undefeated marion local who beat versailles 35 to 3 last week oh no Up against the two seed, 12-1 and Allen East, who is undoubtedly having the best season in school history. Oh, good for them. Marion Local has 25% more computer points. Mm -hmm. Fantastic 50 likes Marion Local by 30 points. Ouch. It's predicting a running clock. Yeah. I'm not sure I buy that one. Cal Prep says Marion Local by 23 points. There are no common opponents, but there is an interesting connection here.
1: Ooh,
0: okay. Uh, Marion local coach Tim Goodwin played his high school football at Allen East, where his father was the head coach. In fact, the stadium at Allen East is named, uh, I forget if it's Goodwin Stadium or Goodwin Field, but it's named after his father. So he was a very long-term successful coach at Allen East. I believe one of the Marion assistant coaches is also an Allen East grad. So did I give you enough to pick Allen East there, Rebecca? No, no. It's a boring pick, but it's the obvious pick. Yeah, we're feeling the Flyers this week, yet.
1: I it I did confirm though it is Goodwin Field.
0: Goodwin Field, okay.
1: Yeah, I I'm happy for East that they're having a really good season, but it's I need more. <laughs>
0: Marian locals got one of those teams this year that just, uh, they just. Putting the clamps down on everyone. They've got a defense, I tell you. I think it was the first time in like five or six weeks they gave up a point when they let Versailles kick a field goal last. Week. Oh no!
1: <laughs> this just—I
0: heard that in the booth of the game I was at. One of the announcers goes, "Oh, Versailles scored a point. They broke Mary Local's streak. You know, like that was a big accomplishment or something."
1: <laughs> i I don't know if it's a good, I mean, it is good for the kids, but I don't know if it's a good thing that they're this good in the region. (laughs) I mean, it's it's all their own hard work and skills, so good for them. But boy, it just feels starting to feel bad.
0: Let's just say when the game is over, if Alan East would win, they would feel a whole lot more joy than Marion Local would feel with the win. Oh yeah. So in a way you got to root for the joy. On the other hand, people seem to like a dynasty, don't they?
1: They really do. (laughs) Anyway, Marion Local for the win.
0: Marion Local for the win. Sounds about right. And finally, we have Division Seven. I find this game quite intriguing. Okay. This was probably my hardest one to figure out who to pick. Well, both the next two, actually. Mm -hmm. First, we will have the number two seed in Region 26, undefeated Antwerp, up against. The four seed, nine and four Lima Central Catholic. Okay. Antwerp has the far better record. Yeah. Antwerp has 19% more computer points. Both the Fantastic 50 and Cal Preps both say doesn't matter LCC by eight points. But if you look back, both teams played Defiance Tenora this year. Okay. Antwerp won the game by six in week number five. LCC lost to Tenora by 13 points in week three,
1: Yeah, that was a not, long time ago. Not upping my confidence in LCC.
0: And by the way, this is not confirmed, just slight internet rumor. But the theory was the Antwerp quarterback may have sprained his ankle during the game last week. No idea if he's mm. 100%, 99%, or a little less for this game. I don't even know how much he runs the ball compared to throwing, how much it'll matter. But...
1: That is something to consider.
0: Yeah. Who do you go with? I tell you. The computers say LCC. The common opponent says Antwerp. Antwerp are archers. That's always fun.
1: That is fun.
0: Antwerp's 13-0, and and I've probably never had a season anything like this before.
1: Yeah, I kind of want to go Antwerp. But also, I have recently sprained an ankle, and that hurts.
0: (laughs) Yes, it does.
1: I don't know if I could have been standing on it for four hours.
0: So we'll start with the fun later. part. I am rooting for Antwerp. Now I got to mm-hmm. decide who I'm picking.
1: Yeah, I think I have to pick LCC. I want Antwerp though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm picking Antwerp.
1: I'm gonna stick with LCC.
0: Okay, oh boy, tough pick that game, I tell you. And well, hard finally, to
1: argue against the computers, they know something.
0: They know something. Historically though the computers get a little less accurate each round of the playoffs. So don't trust them too much. And we'll wrap it up with our final game. We have the 2 seed, 11 and 2 Fort Larmy, playing against the 5th seed, 10 and 3 New Bremen. This game will be played at Sydney, which is the same place Fort Larmy played last week. Slight advantage Fort Larmy perhaps. Fort Larmy has 10% more computer points. Fantastic 50 likes New Bremen by 10. Mm-hmm. Cal Preps likes New Bremen by four. But just looking at my notes here, you remember how New Bremen had to score that late touchdown to beat Ansonia? Yeah. The computers like New Bremen by 10 to 20 points last week. Huh. So it just okay. feels to me like New Bremen is not rolling as good as they were late in the regular season through the early part of the playoffs here. Fort Larmy may be rolling just as well or even a little better than they were in the regular season. I, I think Larmy had a pretty good end of the regular season also, by the way. And that game I saw, they played, a, they played a fairly solid mistake-free game against Minster. They may need to do so against New Bremen here again. Let's see. Oh, we have common opponents all over the place here.
1: Yeah, that would happen.
0: Uh, both Fort Larmy plays two Mac teams for their... We'll start with St. Henry. Fort Laramie won by 23 in the first round of the playoffs. New Bremen won by 35 in week seven. Both teams also played Versailles. Fort Laramie lost by five points to Versailles in week two. New Bremen won by seven in week four. I just saw some New Bremen fans on the internet saying that was one of the, one of their better played games of the year though also. So take it how you will. And both teams have played Minster. Fort Laramie beat Minster twice. They won by 12 in Week 1 and by 16 last week. New Bremen basically rolled Minster by 24 points in Week 9 of the regular season. And I mean, they pretty much rolled them. It was (laughs) line-to-scrimmage domination in that game. Hmm. As I said, another tough one to pick.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think Bremen's been better recently, but I don't know. I've still got a bit of a mental block in my head for both teams. Cause when I was in high school, they weren't doing all that hot.
0: Um, Correct. They're, they're both much better now than they were back in, back in your youth,
1: back in my youth, <laughs> 2012, 2014.
0: And I'm guessing 95% of our audience is not happy at hearing that comment. <laughs> Well, by the way, I did hear from at least one high schooler who said he listened for the first time the other week and gave me a thumbs up, so.
1: oh, we're getting in with the kids. We're going to blow up on TikTok. This is our start. I'm
0: going to have to learn TikTok. Maybe that'll be your
1: job. You should not learn TikTok.
0: No, I should not learn. I have a man up in Napoleon who's a big TikToker. I don't think he records on it, though. He just watches. You
1: have a man in Napoleon who's a TikToker? Yes. Anyway, yeah, if we, I don't think, tiktok is our audience at all but if we need if we want to corner that market i guess i could be the the podcast representative
0: you could be the tiktoker there we go
1: the thing is it's a video based app and we are an audio only medium
0: so we'd have to put the video of our
1: we'd have to record ourselves (laughs) so maybe there's a market for me staring off off screen in a corner while i try and get my cat to not meow at me
0: maybe we do a three-minute video summary of the podcast every week <laughs>
1: i don't know if that'll go over well
0: <laughs> all right anyway. we've delayed long enough i'll tell no, you i've I finally decided have you? I'm, go- I'm gonna go with the mac i'm gonna go with new bremen
1: uh,
0: tough pick like I said, i've seen both teams more than i care to this year
1: i'll go with them as well <laughs>
0: You seem so confident in that pick.
1: I, I wouldn't like either pick, honestly.
0: <laughs>
1: At least this way, if I'm wrong, I can blame the computers.
0: Okay. So that's it for the games we cover this week. That's your regional championship matches. Next week, we get into the state semifinals. So that means, you know, I think we need to bring someone in who have actual broad football knowledge to help us out next week, Rebecca.
1: Maybe even someone who's watched some of the tapes for these teams.
0: yeah, I will get on that a little earlier this week. We'll see if we can get some help. That'd be nice. I have a couple people in mind. We'll see if I can talk them into it. I could offer them a you know big paycheck, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to offer up a Twix bar.
0: Yeah, we have one too. I don't care for the Twix though.
1: So. Blasphemy. Twix are wonderful.
0: I've eaten all the Milky Way. And all the York peppermint patties, but we still have a Twix or two left. <laughs>
1: Maybe if you come down this weekend, i will trade you the Milky Ways for your Twix.
0: Ooh, sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> so we're ending the week on a high note. Hopefully all of you people out there are too, here on Bruce Monin's Computer Boy.